self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point and TikTok at Eddie B. Talking. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity on Instagram. Again, I may I won't be posting. I'll be lurking. So don't let that not let, you know, don't send me nothing because of that. I'm on there. I just don't post. <laughs> She just don't right. be posting, y'all. I just don't be posted. Uh, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question, a comment, a Reddit letter that you would like for us to um, read on the show, you can send it to our social media or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. We got a few. We got a couple today. We, we got to figure out how we're going to do this, okay? Okay. So we got, as y'all know from last week, a letter from Michael and Michael's wife. Yes. We got a Reddit post from Colin. Okay. Uh, and a little bit of dialogue. And we got a letter from Angel. Okay. Um, no Reddit letter comes with Angel. Okay. Um, one Reddit letter comes with Colin. Three Reddit letters comes with Michael. Okay. Whether that mean we choose one or we do all of them. What do you want to do? Let's do Angel's first just because she doesn't have a Reddit letter attached to hers. Um, Colin, since his is shorter, and we can just kind of end it out with Michael since it's the longest one. Yeah, it's it's a doozy. That means we're going to have fun with that conversation. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's just make his last just because it's going to yeah. take the most time probably. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Thanks for the letter, Angel. Yes. And she faithfully names them listener letter every week. So hey, I, better than meat shit. Thank you, Angel, for not perpetuating that bullshit. You can you can also make it something anti-meat if you want, you know, to give or Red you, a little bit of Or you juice. could just keep naming them listener letter because that works. That's fine. You can do that. <laughs> no pressure. Uh Hey, con artists, I hope we hear from Colin on the self-defense matter discussed last week. I'm really considering replacing the pipe in my car for safety reasons. I personally don't see it as anything different than a person who carries a mace or a stun gun if it's used for self-defense. I believe it should be considered self-defense. If a person reaches into your car, tries to snatch you while you're getting into your car, you should have every right to defend yourself. Now, if you're out here swinging on anyone who approaches you, that's different. I'm not trying to hurt anyone who doesn't have ill intent. The Reddit letter about a child catching the mom kissing in the car got me thinking about a different scenario. How would y'all handle catching the partner of a close friend cheating? Next, regarding the letter about poly parents. They were too bothered about this relationship. The guy said their parents had known each other their entire lives. How long have they been poly? What if they have been involved the whole time and don't really know who the parents are? If both of the women are fucking both husband, who knows who fathered that child? Would they have asked for paternity tests? They may not have in order to keep the nature of the relationship a secret. Taking a paternity test and finding out the father is your best friend husband will probably have the people talking. We all know parents lie. I personally know someone who thought he had the same father as his sister. He grew up thinking his father didn't love him because the dad treated his sister differently. He was in his 20s when he found out the identity of his real father. One of his family members decided to tell him the truth. Everyone knew but him, including the man he thought was his father. I have no idea if his biological father knows about him or not. And, and he feels awkward approaching him after all this time. With that being said, 
back to the letter. I call bullshit. They may not know if their kids or siblings or not. My friend had Bell's palsy and her face was paralyzed just like Justin Bieber's was. I don't know if there's a difference between the two conditions or not. She had to take medication and go to physical therapy. She also said it was painful. Have a good week, Angel. Uh, uh, I'm glad she brought up Pilot because I have something to say because my cousin is showing his ass. Um, but what was the first one? Uh, self-defense. No. Um, no, no, no. She asked oh. a question, but I was going to say something about self-defense. Okay. Part. Um, I don't know. I think when you talk about macing a stun gun, those are tools that are meant to de-escalate. It is making somebody that's aggressive less aggressive, you know. But like going straight for a pipe, you know what I'm saying? That's different. I mean, whatever works. Because <laughs> these niggas is crazy. Whatever works, man. It can't be whatever worked though, because if you had an active grenade and you put that in the nigga pocket and pushed him on the ground, drove off, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be okay. It's a level. Yeah, like there's a level. <laughs> But a pipe in your car, like if you just had a straight pipe, you could have a pipe in your car that's not there for nefarious reasons that you just happen to pick up and fuck up somebody with who was fucking with you. But there's, I don't. The, 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 the reason that is there ain't the issue. The issue is once you have to use it, the likeliness that you're gonna kill a nigga is what the conversation is about. That's what I think the the you would have to is. like because one you, we looking at women's strength anyway and you would really have to like be wearing a nigga out i feel like to kill him with a pipe like your goal would be to just like knock him out or get him away from you like if you continue beating him and killed him different story <laughs> then we talking over it we well i don't know adrenaline but i don't feel i feel like he probably wouldn't die may have some lingering impact from it but i don't think he'd die he probably and if he die. did whatever <laughs> but that's why i couldn't have a pipe because he he's not gonna have a good time if but i hit him with the that's pipe. what i'm saying your level of strength that you would be putting behind your swings is gonna but be different ain't no white judge finna take that into consideration they're gonna say you're black it black black you did it bye that's what they're gonna do <laughs> they're gonna say they're they gonna do that to you they're gonna do that to me they're gonna do that to angel they're gonna do that to everybody yeah black it black black you shouldn't have did it but that's what i'm saying i don't know the likelihood of Angel killing somebody with her pipe. You, sure. <laughs> but I don't know about Angel killing them. Especially if you're just trying to get him off and you trying to run away. Like, she's not going to stay there long enough to, like, beat him. As much that she would have to do, probably, to beat him to death. Again, your swings are going to be a lot more powerful. It would take less for you to beat somebody with a pipe than it would for her. I don't know. We talking about Angel and ain't never seen her. Angel might have a black belt in jujitsu. I don't fucking know. But like, is she just a common average woman that like don't work out on her upper body strength? <laughs> then it would take a lot for you to beat them to death. I feel like it maybe not, but I think you'd have to like really be wailing on him to kill him. And I feel like in most situations, you're just gonna be swinging to knock that nigga out so you can get away. And if he dies, he dies. I, you know. Might as well get a heater for the two seater. Yeah, he definitely gonna die with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not necessarily. I mean, but it's a. I feel like the chances of him dying from getting shot at light are higher than him getting hit with a pipe. That's the same logic I was using. <laughs> it's no, about the likeliness of somebody dying from using a particular type of weapon. 
But the likely, I get the likelihood of him dying from a pipe is higher than with Mace because Mace doesn't inherently, I mean, unless he has an allergic reaction to the shit. But like a gun, you and you just shooting, he shoot that nigga dead in the forehead accidentally. He be dead one time. You hit him in the head with the pipe, he be, he could live from that. But shot to the head. Hey, know. you should. You know what should happen? Women should have this universal like creep gun. Women should have this creep gun, so everybody know that yo, this man been creeping. Like it should be like a gun with like one of them glitter guns where you shooting it, it just pop uh, glitter all over motherfucker. Get rid of and any woman who see a dude full of glitter, then his ass will try was on some bullshit. And maybe maybe motherfuckers like us can whoop his ass or something. Definitely. Hey, nigga, you been creeping on women? We see all that fucking glitter in your hair. <laughs> hey, you can't get rid you? of glitter. Glitter be. <laughs> Eight years later, you still be finding fucking glitter. Exactly. Women, we should get women these glitter guns to pop on these dudes. They drive away, and now we, the world know that this nigga been tripping. When he go home and he put his clothes in the washing machine, and his wife be like, what the fuck? All this glitter, nigga? You been trying to talk to some damn women? You been trying to fucking creep on me? (laughs) With a stranger? Somebody who didn't know you and had to pop this glitter gun on your ass? Thought you was just finna creep away at the house, outside the house, didn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get your fucking ass out of here. Here, say bye to your daddy. Nigga creep. I think that'll that'll ruffle some feathers on these niggas. Okay, next, uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, how would y'all handle catching the partner of a close friend cheating? That's tough. That's tough. But... My thing has always been, I don't want to be on the wrong side of history. And I feel like if I see it and I don't say anything and it come out later that I knew, nigga gonna be mad. <laughs> but boy, but that's contingent on whether the person saw you. Well, even if, well, that's true. But still, I just, I, I, my loyalty is always to my friends. Um. And so I would tell them, like, you do what you want to with it. Like, I'm not saying you need to break up with her or him because of this. But what I'm telling you is this nigga was with a bitch in a car on 4th Avenue at 5 (laughs) o'clock. And me, being me, I'm going to take a picture. Because what you're not going to do is tell her that I was lying or tell him that I was lying. I'm going to have photographic evidence. We got cell phones now. So I'm going to have pictures and shit. So when that nigga come back and be like, oh, no, I wouldn't. What's this nigga? Who's this bitch? I'm gonna zoom you, in and everything. Close up, face, tag number, everything. Like you're not you not As soon as you pull out that camera and flash, he gonna look up at you and you're gonna have to pull around the corner. I ain't gotta do shit because you the one doing wrong what I'm running for. You the one in the wrong. I ain't saying I ain't saying he I ain't saying anything gonna happen to you. I'm just saying that be the moment when somebody look you dead in your face. So you, you try to document it. So you might you need to go on here and just tell her what's up. I'm going to tell her if you don't tell her. <laughs> so I'm a snitch. I'm going to tell because I would want somebody to tell me. I would want to know. Let me know. Yeah, I have to tell you. I cannot tell you. Um, Because his death coming at some point. Like, especially <laughs> if it's early in the relationship, I got to let you know. If it's early in the relationship, I got to let you know. Because it's like, no, just let him go. Don't worry about killing him. You ain't invested enough in him. Because if that shit go on 
and this happened too late late in the relationship, murder charge. Well, not a murder charge. Somebody yeah, needing somebody to help you get rid of this motherfucker. Yeah. Something, but you know, I have to tell you. Yeah. What I if? Like, go ahead. Nah, I was gonna say, what if it? Do you? What if it's your friend that's cheating on their partner? Am do I gonna tell any? Are you gonna call? Are you gonna hold a friend accountable some kind of way? Yes, because this is my thing. It don't. It, whatever your reasons for doing it, like just let it go, because it is going to create so much more drama and so much more problem. If you unhappy, if he was cheating, don't. Because people love to do that shit. Well, he did it. Okay, well leave him. Why is your solution to go do what the fuck he did? Now y'all just cheating on each other. Why are y'all together? What, what is the purpose of that? Like, no, you need to leave. If you're that fucking unhappy, for whatever the reason is, you need to let him know and just move on because people get killed behind shit like that and it's just not worth it. Just let him go. Let him let him know. Let her know that you want to break up. But if you get caught doing this shit, you don't ever know how people are going to respond to that. Like, even the most meek, mild man a person, like in the moments, <laughs> you'll be a six o'clock news story. Like, no, you need to man up, woman up, go break up, and then do what you're gonna do. But don't do that shit while you're in a relationship. For what? We're too old for that. Like, come on. And for me, that's why I that's why I let people know what's going on with my relationships, especially my friends. Like. I wouldn't keep something like being in a, a poly relationship a secret because, again, if that was one of my partners and y'all was like, I saw your partner kissing somebody in the car, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we do that. <laughs> we do that from time to time. It's it's okay. It's no big deal. It's a part of our arrangement, <laughs> you know. Like, so for me, again, and that go back to, you know, part of my response about the poly parents, because like y'all got to be transparent and open about this stuff. Otherwise, the unknowns can show up. You don't want that. Speaking of poly. So one of my cousins on my dad's side, I just feel like it would have to be on my dad's side because the niggas just be doing the most, has decided that he wants to be polyamorous. I don't really care about that. What I care about is the narrative that he's pushing. He posts all of these memes about um oh you um you you've been okay with your husband still having a side chick but you against polyamory. Oh okay. Um you wondering why um people get cheating on all the time but you you against polyamory. Oh okay. Don't do that. If this is what you want to do that's great and cool and good for you. But do not act like the entire world should do this because it will solve all the relationship problems that people have <laughs> by them just being polyamorous. Because we talked about on this show before the intricacies and the difficulties within polyamorous relationships as well. So don't fucking do that. If this is what you decided that you want to do, cool, just say that. But don't be posting all of these memes trying to like shame other people who are monogamous by saying, oh, this would fix all of your problems if you would just do this. Like, nigga, what? I unfollowed him because it was like incessant. I don't know if he just recently discovered this shit and he just in his bag about it right now. I don't really know. But like all week this week, it was a different fucking meme 
basically talking about how all of these problems that y'all are dealing with, all you need to do is just become poly. What? <laughs> Sir, that's what you're doing. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. But like, don't do that. So I unfollow him because he one of them people that I know you can't, I don't have conversations with irrational people or people that I know are not willing to have conversations about things. And so instead of arguing with him, because that's what it would have been, I just unfollowed him, which is what I suggest everybody do. If you're somebody who knows that the people that, that are on your timeline ain't going to really be willing to have no open conversations, just unfollow them. I'm not having no conversations that go nowhere. I don't have time for it. So I just unfollowed him. But like, I don't like that about anything. It doesn't matter your religion as one of my issues with Christians and Christianity. Do not sit up here and act like you're the end all be all. Let pe people can do what they want to do. And your shit is not the perfect thing. And I can't stand it. But he just been pushing that shit all week. And that just got in my craw real bad. But I just unfollowed the ass. Yep. And I'm I'm certain that he's not doing poly right. What probably happened is he been with, with women and cheating on them and wanting other women while he was with women. He was trying to be faithful. And then he met a dude who was in a polyamorous relationship with two women on his side. He seen the meme with two women. He was like, hmm? You mean there's something out here where I can have two bitches? <laughs> Let me Google. Google polyamory is the ability to love multiple people. Oh, shit, I'm poly. I am poly. But the complicated parts of poly is that the women that you engage with are poly too, motherfucker. <laughs> so, you know, they might want a man in their life. You know what I'm saying? And they might have multiple men in their life. You know what I'm saying? And the harsh reality that men have to come up in this is you might be meat quality number three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know what? All the memes were female bashing. Like, like it was towards women. Like, women, if you would just allow this, not like niggas, this, you will solve your problems or niggas, you're going to have to deal with your girl being with other niggas too. Like, none of that shit. Just women. You need to just be okay with this because... He won't be cheating on you then, essentially. Like, bitch, bye. <laughs> Look, on TikTok, the level that men are trying to avoid accountability for anything is fucking irritating. It is like, how you got a PhD in being stupid? <laughs> it's like, and, and these dudes, they think they're, they think when they, when they little retorts to women about these issues and the stuff they bring up they think they're creating some e equal mc square the pythagorean rhythm what is it pythagorean, pythagorean theorem. theorem they think they creating that shit but they ain't doing nothing but making a fucking c-spot run book and it, 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 it's this moment with men on that app is really showing me the difference between short bus niggas and niggas that actually got a, a diploma instead of a certificate. Which is what's keeping me on TikTok from like going hard at dudes because I'm like, his IQ can't be right. <laughs> his IQ can't be worth a nigga like me coming. And I'm not saying my IQ is up there. I do a lot of work to know the shit I know and it don't even stick with me, you know, but it's so irritating. And so that is like, the epitome of what what's going on like just be poly by yourself understand what polyamory is and not even just polyamory but non-monogamy in general because you can be non-monogamous and not be poly 
you can be in relationships in which you engage with multiple people and your partner engage with multiple people and it not be a polyamorous relationship. Understand that. Understand that polyamory ain't just having multiple people because you want a bunch of different needs met. You know, that's not what it is. You know, know that this ain't trying to form a harem. You ain't supposed to be trying to get a bunch of women. And, and men, you got to be okay with other men engaging with your partner. I mean, you don't have to be okay with it. I mean, in polyamory, it's not an easy thing to get used to. Jealousy exists. It's an emotion that exists. Jealousy don't go away just because you're a partner. But when you're in a non-monogamous relationship, you handle jealousy differently than when you're in a monogamous relationship. It's a lot of shit to learn about being non-monogamous. And, and it's not easy. But if that's the life you want, doing it properly will will lend to more rewards for you than not. Because it's going to be hard. Again, when you introduce more loves into your life, you can lose more loves. You know, So if you're susceptible to heartbreak and sadness, once that happens, then you're going to have more heartbreak. You know what I'm saying? Is if you find it hard engaging with one person, imagine what it looked like figuring out how to engage with two people of the same capacity or slightly different, but with the same intentions. So, like, I'm ready for somebody on my page to turn into that that poly dude your cousin turning into because I'm gonna I'm gonna be showing him up. He that nigga that like growing up, he used to get on my. He the dude that like he don't want to learn what words mean. He just want to see a big word and use it he would use words incorrectly all the fucking time and think that he was just like mic dropping every time like nigga do you even know what that means like he just like to present a front of him being these things without him actually being these things and so it's not surprising but i was just like nigga if you don't get off my timeline with this shit but again i know him well enough to know that it was going to be a purposeless conversation so i just unfollowed him I don't even really know why I was following him to be honest in the first place because I don't even talk to that nigga. But because when you add people as a friend at a certain point on Facebook, get followed them automatically in some instances. Ah, uh, because I'm so not one thing you gotta do on purpose. Goofy ass. But yeah, so I just wanted to say that, like, I, and I that ain't even just about polyamory. Like I said, I don't like when people do that about anything. If you discover something new and it's great and it works for you, cool. But do not start trying to push that on onto everybody else because that shit might not be for everybody else. It's for you, and that's great. I'm happy you found something that works for you, whether that be your religion, whatever. But like, do not think. That because you found this, now this means that the entire world needs to change over to that. Because no, Mm-mm. nope, don't be that person. You know, I think honestly, with the poly parents and and angel response, they might not know if they kids or siblings or not. But to be honest, it would probably behoove them to lie. That's why I'm inclined to believe that they either are not siblings or the parents really don't know because it would be better for the parents to just lie and say y'all siblings. Uh, right? It would be better for the situation overall, but then they're going to have, because like imagine, okay, it's one thing for you to be mad at your parents because they're telling you you can't date the love of your life. It is another for you to be mad at your parents because they telling you the love of your life is your sister and y'all already been engaging in shit. Like, cause I'm sure by at this point they didn't did shit with each other. So yeah, I feel like 
not for everybody. Like clearly, this would be worse for the girlfriend, the boyfriend. Too though, like you gonna have to admit that y'all don't even know the parents. Oh, we do know and just didn't want to tell y'all. Like it's already bad enough they had to go ahead and admit to that. I don't think they would admit to that. Even if it would like resolve the issue of them dating. I don't think they would admit to it. Well, I don't necessarily think it will resolve the issue of them dating. They might still continue to date. I'm just saying that I don't, I think from a parent perspective, if we're assessing whether the parents knew or not, I think that it would, it would make more sense for the parents to lie if their end game was to keep them from being together. The only way they wouldn't do that, if they really thought that they had enough pull to just say, don't do this because we said so. And thought the kids was just going to break up, but wouldn't. Like, their ego's too big. It's like, no, nah, our kids listen to us. We got good relationship with our kids. But sometimes you don't know what the thing is that's going to break that fucking relationship. Motherfuckers act like a relationship could be broken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Very easily. I'm with Angel. I feel like they know something else that they're not saying. Just because it would have just been easier... I mean, because, again, it doesn't make sense for them to be this pressed about it when, if they're not related, like, y'all fucking each other don't have nothing to do with them dating each other. Just as strongly as they're, like, pressing the issue, I don't know. I feel like it's something more than just them not wanting them to engage because them dating each other also goes better to help them with their cover of people not knowing that they're doing this shit because the kids are dating. And so they just seem like this really nice set of families that now are, are joined together by this relationship. Like, But the risk is if the world find out somehow that this is going on and then the kids are dating, then it's going to be a different situation. It's yeah. like a greater risk for the parents if they're worried about like their image. I guess. I don't know. I, I feel like it might be either they don't know or they do know and just don't want to have to admit to the fact that we did this shit because that's pretty fucking terrible if they do know that they're siblings and y'all just decided <laughs> to just raise these kids and, and just lie to them about their parents <laughs> this entire time for 18 19 years like and you ain't gonna be able to keep that like the kids may not tell everybody and they may not mention about like the parents' relationship and them doing all of this shit to other people, but them lying to them about their parents, I feel like the kids be more likely to be like, want, like angry and like telling people that they would blow the cover, the parents' cover more. I don't know. The whole fucking situation is weird. And the yeah, it sounds like the parents' stuff. response didn't have any aim. It is like, what are you trying to accomplish? Because you could be trying to accomplish maintaining a relationship with your children. You could be trying to maintain breaking their relationship up. You could be trying to maintain your secrecy of your situation as a whole. But it sounds like the parents just really believe their kids were just going to break up because they said to without an aim and didn't realize it was going to turn into all of this. And now they got two angry kids out here with their secret that they don't want nobody to know. They also got two kids that's like, fuck y'all. Because now your relationship with them is fucked up. Oh, yeah. They still together. Like not one piece of the parents' intended goals or what should be intended goals were were met in this situation. They just got all the fuck sides of the stick. They never sat and had a conversation about, hey, what if, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, they find out about what we got going on. 
Yeah. What if they are they start dating? Like they didn't think that. Like y'all are in a relationship where like you probably have come to engage with people based on the vicinity alone. You thought these two was gonna be able to be together all this time and never have feelings for each other or never possibly accumulate feelings for each other. They're Come probably on, so man. wrapped up in each other, mm-hmm. the family, that they weren't paying no, like, they weren't thinking about that. Fuck them kids. <laughs> we love each other. <laughs> They'll uh-huh. get it one day. We'll, one day we'll tell them about our love. They weren't <laughs> thinking about, like, the whole kids' lives and no. their selves, like, Absolutely. how they exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Appreciate right. that letter, Angel. Angel. As always, Colin, uh, Colin had pictures of his him spending time with his son on his timeline when that happened. I don't know we ain't getting no letter, but I do like seeing him him with his son. You know, this is different now. Looking being an adult with no kids and seeing my friends, whether I known them for a long time or I've just you know recently had them in my life, uh, in my adult life, raising kids is is interesting. It's interesting, and I'm I'm just interested because in, you know at some point he gonna be spending time with his 18 year old son, and I'm seeing that shit on the timeline while I'm also seeing him as a little yeah baby. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be it. But I like I like seeing that. Um, so Colin, I hope you keep posting pictures of you and your son until you turn eight until he turned 18 so that I could be like, I've been watching you creepily from the <laughs> side. <laughs> you know how when, when you were little, did you ever like meet people who came up to you and be like, I was there when you were born. It's like, okay, <laughs> but I don't know you, so. <laughs> it's like, did you have teeth then? <laughs> wow. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> was that alopecia acting up then too? Yeah. They be the weirdest looking people. They do usually be. Like that or like, I remember when you, I don't, re- yeah, exactly. You saw me when I was a baby. You think I know who the fuck you are? I don't know you. Yeah, don't even do that. Like, I never, <laughs> I never tell a child that. I never tell a child, I and was there when you were born. Okay, good for you. Weirdo. Because <laughs> to be honest, I've been there for about four or five kids' births, and I don't even remember which ones they is. I don't even care. <laughs> that shit was, that shit's traumatic. Being there when a child is being born is traumatic. First off, you're just waiting. Second off, you're just in a fucking hospital most of the time. Third off, when you actually see the person, you know, who just had the baby, they look like they got their ass beat three times. Then the baby looked like a little fucking salamander. Yeah. I've only been to one birth. Um, and that was one of my college friends. Um I've really been trying to just avoid the whole birth process in case I ever decided to have a kid because I don't want like any one thing would make me be like, fuck them kids. I'm never doing that. That's awful. I've never seen a birth. I will see it if I experience it. I don't need to know what it's like until then, because otherwise I won't have one (laughs) because it doesn't seem fun. Doesn't seem fun. Seems like a bunch of bullshit to me. Yeah. So I've never seen a birth. Anyway, we can go to Colin's letter. His Reddit post. It's not even a um. He didn't even type anything. He put the post in the email, so I'm just okay. gonna read it from here. It came from Reddit. Too afraid to ask. Oh fuck! Eating food before six. Anyone? Sorry. 
Eating food before sex. Anyone have this problem with your boyfriend or girlfriend? I have a low sex drive due to my birth control. And about a month or two ago, I got high and my boyfriend was eating Doritos. And after eating, he got all horny and started sucking on my nipples. I, for one, am really grossed out by this. I don't like doing anything sexual with my boyfriend unless he's clean and his mouth is fresh and clean because he's a dirty person in general and has bad breath. This also might be a reason for my low sex drive as well. I don't know. I find this so unattractive and disgusting. Like, who wants their tits smelling like saliva and Doritos? I see a lot of comments saying why I'm posting about this on Reddit. It's because I don't have any support. I don't talk to my family anymore. I don't have any friends. And even if I do, they're either too old, too young, or about the same age, or are, preg or are pregnant and have kids. I have no one, really. For the past few days, I've come to the conclusion I'm going to end this relationship because it doesn't seem like either of us are happy. I'm mainly scared to end this relationship because I have no support. I don't have much money to find an apartment and so on. But the longer I hold on, the more I become unhappy. I appreciate the helpful comments, so thank you. I, I mean, you answered my question because my question was going to be, why the fuck are you even with this nigga? But obviously because of the things that he provides for you and not him as a person, you're not sexually attracted to him. It doesn't sound like you like him generally as a person, personality wise. Um, and so that's a better conversation. <laughs> he dirty. Why would you even be having sex with dirty a person that's just generally dirty anyway? Ew. It's dirty. It's dirty niggas out here. Apparently, apparently, this is like the baseline for a lot of dudes. Yeah. A lot of dudes don't know how to wipe. No. A no. lot of dudes. Just the standard for women, like the 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 amount of women that I met who got this outside clothes rules when it come to like the bed. <laughs> what I don't know shit about. That has never been a standard for me. I don't know not if it was standard for you. With, with clothes that you were outside? Not to sit on. Any clothes that was outside, you don't sit on the bed or get in the bed with no outside clothes on. I mean, I Look, don't. I'm not saying this is, I'm not saying this has to be a big thing. I'm just saying the amount of women that have said that is, 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 a, is a thing. It's probably the same group of people who take their clothes off before they take a dump. Thinking that the smell getting their clothes or something like that. I mean, I don't get in my bed with clothes that I. I mean, I. I don't. I don't get in my bed with clothes on. <laughs> like, I, who's doing that? What under what occasion would you even do that? You just lay on the bed with your clothes on. Why? Well, so I guess this is another distinction because most of the time. The living room has not been the room that I've done activities in. It's been my bedroom because I've had either a roommate oh, or a limited okay. space or the living room just wasn't didn't have the stuff in it that, you know, I was trying to do at the time. I always got my computer in my room. So most of the time I spend my time in my room. So. If I don't have a chair in my room, which I've rarely had in a convenient place, then I'd be on the bed. Oh, so okay. it, it was nothing for me to just come in and just hop on the bed and start watching TV or something like that. Oh, okay. Or, or start reading when I was in school, uh, school work, or I do all that shit on the bed. Oh. But apparently there's a lot of people who the bedroom is exclusively some shit you use after nine o'clock, <laughs> you know, to go to sleep. And so it wouldn't be a thing that you use any other clothes other than sleeping clothes in the yeah, bed. I don't, I don't go in there. I mean, I'm not always in there to go to sleep, but like, if I'm getting in my bed, I don't get in my bed with clothes on. Like I'm a change. 
But either way, I'm just saying that men and women have different standards when it comes to clean stuff. And a lot of men are just savages. They, again, have been allowed to run outside and get sweaty and dirty and just come right in the house and dump on the couch and eat chips and watch TV. And girls was inside fucking learning how to wash clothes and dishes. Like, that's kind of like the way our society has set us up with these gender roles. And there are some men who just don't grow out of that shit. Apparently. I like, why would you even... Like, he did not have bad breath when you met him. Like, what are the... What overcompensates for bad breath? Well, I mean, given all of the things she said towards the end about her not having anybody, no support, nowhere to stay, that overcom... That's what... That's your answer. Those things compensate for bad breath. I wonder what the first statement got to do with anything. I have a low self-drive, a low sex drive due to my birth control. What does that have to do with anything? That don't got nothing to do with nothing at that point. Like, even if you had a high sex drive, it sounds like him sucking on your titties with Dorito spit wasn't going to be the move no way. Yeah, I don't know. I wish y'all could see red facial expressions. (laughs) Oh, my God. She's disgusted. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, no. Mm-mm. Drunk. Probably because she was drunk. Anyway, there's an update because I clicked on the link. We just broke up. This was very difficult for me to do. It took me a minute or two to even utter the words. He will always hold a special place in my heart. Stank breath. He, she didn't say that. That's me. Okay. I'll always support him <laughs> as well as I hope he finds the right one in the future. He's also not throwing me to the side or kicking me out. He told me he'll always be here for me until he leaves for the military. And if I need anything, don't be afraid to ask him. He even told me that he'll help me get situated with finding an apartment. He truly is a caring and thoughtful person, and whoever dates him will be lucky. I just hope his hygiene improves. Also, please don't message me with nasty comments. I'm not interested, nor am I interested in becoming anyone's girlfriend. I probably won't want a boyfriend for a long time. I just want to focus on me and my mental health. Oh, they must be young if he's going on to the military. You don't really do that late in life. <laughs> yeah. If you're going, you're usually going out of high, right out of high school. So that's how young anyway, which is even more sad that she doesn't have support or anyone to go to. That's awful. That's more what stands out to me than the other shit. Um, hopefully she's able to find some stability that doesn't involve having to live with a nigga with bad hygiene because gross. I cut my grass and I come in like, first of all, when I get done cutting the grass, I will sit on my back patio, which is covered. With a fan on because I know if I jump in the shower right after doing that because I'm so hot I'm gonna be sweating in the shower. So, but I sit outside. I do not come in my house and sit on my couch after having cut grass and sweated. Like, why would I come and do that? So I sit outside until I cool off and then I get in the shower and then I sit on my couch. So if I don't do the shit, ain't no nigga finna go. Like, I know you're tired, but like, you need to go take a shower because <laughs> you sweaty and dirty and nasty. So I'm going to need you to do that. Because I do that. Again, I'm not going to ask you to do nothing I don't do. I cut my grass yesterday. When I get done with the front and the back, I sit on the back porch and cool it, get my body temperature back right. And then I go take a shower. And then I go sit on my couch or my bed or whatever. But I don't sit on no furniture right after doing that shit. You know how sweaty and nasty I be? It's fucking 100 degrees. The, the feels like temperature in Alabama the last few days have been 100 and some degrees. No. Gross. Yeah. I couldn't date somebody with stinking, bro. No. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. 
I mean, what I want, I wouldn't even want, I wouldn't even want oral sex out of somebody just ate some fresh Doritos either. <laughs> nah. You know what? Like, sweets, sweets are more sexy for naughty time. Like, okay, chocolate syrup, whipped cream type stuff. But, like, imagine your partner wanting to crunch some Doritos on top of you. What? Why? Why would you do that? Because it's food. You can eat it out. They can eat it off of you. No. No. Mm-mm. What if Thought your partner... Little sharp edges and sh- No, it's chips. Like, what? No. <laughs> okay, well, what if they wanted to eat ranch off of your body? Ranch? Yeah. No. Why not? Ain't no sharp edges. It's fucking ranch. Why? But but it's it's their pleasure. Like, you don't eat the whipped cream. They eat it. Mm -mm. Not ranch. What about about ranch with sugar in it to make it sweet? What's the matter with you? Why would that? What? They did this on a TV show. It was a a reality show with 3-6 Mafia on it at some point. And they was looking for stuff in the refrigerator to like go for freaky time, but it wasn't no whipped cream. And she said, "We'll get some ranch." I got sick immediately because that's why are you doing that. But it ain't for you though; it's for them. It's smelling the ranch it's on me. It's on me. But but you're not drenching me in ranch. Well, There's whipped cream is here. whipped cream is okay. Food in general is weird to me, but I would sit through whipped cream before I would sit through ranch. And I would be sitting through it because it's weird. Why are you putting food on me? But not ranch. I would draw the line. No, no ranch. No, nothing. Okay. No, no pity. No. Okay. Um, Ain't nobody put no fucking ranch on me neither. Just to let you know. Matter of fact, she can leave. I don't want to do it no more. I don't want to do it no more. I don't want you to do nothing to me now. I want you to leave. Leave this place. Leave. Anyway, appreciate you, Kyla, for sending that letter. Yes, Michael. And Michael's wife, because I think it's from both of them. Uh, we, have a, we have a rebranding here. First off, the name of the letter is, We Really Must Meet Up Sometime. Y'all are really not going to do it, too. Okay. Yes, it's beautiful. We have a rebranding here. This is Michael's wife's husband. Okay, Michael's wife's husband. Okay. That's who All right, the lads. How you been keeping? Michael's wife's husband here. I've not been in touch for a long time, so to catch up from where I left off, I have once again written a reasonably sized book. Going back to your question from before the COVID apocalypse, Wait a minute. This is a long letter. Do you want to address stuff as we, we yes, come up on it? because okay. we will not remember it. <laughs> we, won't, we won't at all. First paragraph. Going back to your question from before the COVID apocalypse, yes, we do have child services in England. They're called social services, and we even have family that works for them. And to reply to Colin, of course, if you find yourself wandering these sceptered aisles, drop us a line and we'll sort out some cotch space. Couch was spelled K O T C H. Is that is that a different way to say couch, or is a couch something different than a couch? I don't know. A guest bed and a slap up meal for as many nights as you fancy. Invite remains open to the con too. We're London born, even though we live closer to Wales these days, 
and where it's nice and green. So still tour, still tour, you can smoke, still tour you around the smoke if needs be. I that's the first paragraph. I'd be more specific about where we live, but I know how tricky Gloucestershire can be to pronounce. If it helps, it's just by Worcestershire. I think is how it says. And three hours from. What did you say? Worcestershire. No, what did you say about uh, the first one? The one that starts with a G? What did you say? Gloucestershire. I don't think. Gloucestershire. I don't even know what to say. I know. I'm just I'm reading. I'm sounding out the words like I did in the second grade. Go Language on. is weird. <laughs> if it helps, wash it's the just shire, weird. I think is how because he said it's like wash wash the shire. Go on. Uh, Talk. it it if it helps, it's just by wash just the shire. And three hours from look, he done spelled some long shit that I can't. I can't pronounce that. Or Lenfair Puegul Wagul for short. I'm I'm sure it's not a real word. But you know what? For the sake of this letter, I'm gonna fucking copy and paste this shit. Copy. Search Google for it. <laughs> this is a fucking place. Oh What's my god. Place? Hold on, let me share my screen with you. <laughs> Let's see if you can pronounce it. Hold on. Skype. Look, y'all be patient with us. This is what's gonna happen during uh during Michael's letter. Let's see. You see it? No. It's just a blank screen. Just a blank screen. Mm-hmm. All right, let me stop sharing. Let me switch screen. Still just a blank screen? Yeah, I'm gonna try to just pull it up. Cause I don't know what's going on with your, um, yeah. I'm just gonna pull it up. You gonna pull the letter up? Yeah, it was in our Gmail, right? Yeah. How the uh, hell would you even pronounce this? Uh, let's see, oh wait. Gloucestershire, Worcestershire. What the fuck? That's not how is that a place? It's in Google. I googled it. That's what I tried to share it's with you. It's a Google. bunch of consonants. How do you it's, make sounds with no no vowels? It's a whole place. How is that a place? It's like twenty five letters or more. <laughs> all uh, right, there, there's a sounding out of it. I'm gonna try to say it. All right, all right. It's Len Viopul Gwyn Gilgo Geich Quinn Drabul Landi Silo Gogogok. That is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not even like when I say it's like 25 plus letters in this name, it's 25 plus letters in this name. And no. there's like barely any vowels, it's just a bunch of consonants thrown together. And I thought we had some fucked up. <laughs> it's 64 letters in this word. Oh at my least. God. Because it, it broke them down in groups of four and several groups got five. It's like yeah. almost 64 he does, words he, in this. He he addresses that in his next line. I just thought, like, yes, my mm. dude, that's, 
Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. It's hold on. It translates to St. Mary's Church in the hollow of the White Hazel near a rapid whirlpool and the Church of St. Tilio near the Red Cave. <laughs> Why would you put all that together? <laughs> they put all oh, but you know what? Somebody said man, it's it, it is too much to tell people where we are. <laughs> we need to make one goddamn word. That Why means St. Mary's Church in the Hollow of the White Hazel near the Rapid Whirlpool in the Cerro Street Studio near the Rare Cave. We need to fucking do something about this, man. I'm tired of writing this shit in these letters. We need one fucking word. I don't know what Welsh motherfuckers sound like, so I made yeah, them rednecks. <laughs> I made them rednecks. They rednecks. Okay, today. That's crazy. Okay, y'all. We're going to keep going on because what, what um, Michael's wife's husband does when he writes is he educates us about I don't the culture feel bad about any of our stupid ass names of like these small ass cities because nothing will ever top this but see this this is an intellectual this isn't an intellectual no, name it's not. No, if it's all not. of these words mean what that shit say it mean then it is ain't it no stupid listen stupid person ain't coming up with this there's a place in alabama called pine apple okay pine space apple that's that's elementary kid shit. They came up with that. That <laughs> shit right there ain't no elementary fucking Welsh motherfucker came up with that. No. Is what I'm saying. That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, y'all. We're gonna we're gonna keep going. But moving on to the education. Yes, that last one is also real. I can only apologize on behalf of the Welsh for that one. Christ. Michael's wife and I tend to listen to the podcast while gaming, so I'll start off with gaming-related replies. First up, we're back onto Borderlands 3 more than No Man's Sky these days, but if you're in No Man's Sky normal mode and you're short on credits, feel free to swing by my place over at 0804-0079-0801-01D7. Local coordinates are negative 49.76, comma, negative 36.21. I've got $150 million worth of Indian mining going on there, so help yourself. I'm pretty sure that was meant for you and not for everybody else to go and mine his shit. <laughs> it ain't number 200 people listening. Out of those 200, <laughs> it's probably five that play No Man's Sky. He said he got plenty, right? I mean... For you! <laughs> look, I, I got my own little money operation going, so if somebody come and rough your $150 million worth of Indian up, hit me up, and I'll get you back right with some other devices that I've acquired. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a lot. No Man's Sky is fantastic, though. Like, to travel to somebody else's place, you got to go find, like, this portal and put the code coordinates in. It'll take you to somebody else's shit. And he don't got to be there, but if his shit is there, it's going to take me to it. It's really uh, interesting, but I haven't been playing No Man's Sky, and they got massive updates going on still. Okay, other than that, here are my other comments. Yes, you should know your kid's favorite color. When you're five, your favorite color is like 90% of your personality. <laughs> exactly. It, it definitely. Ah, oh, no. Yep. Michael's wife's husband. I yep. like black licorice. I understand this is something I need to work on in my life. I'm in therapy, and I've not raised it during a session yet, but I hope to address it. And hope we can still be friends one day. I know it's not an excuse, but my dad likes black licorice and coming up, it was all I knew. That's acceptable. That's acceptable. 
if you're you were a kid and you grew up and you like black licorice because your parents had you eating it, they tricked you into believing this candy. It's okay. I mean, you don't have anything to do with that, but you know. But you I feel like don't they drink absinthe? Isn't absinthe just licorice flavored liquor? That it's not. I think you. It doesn't make you hallucinate as much as like people made it seem like. But don't a lot of European people drink absinthe? And absinthe is licorice flavored, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Galliano. That's a liquor that smells like black licorice. I never tasted it, but it's. Smell like black licorice. <laughs> it, we had it at Red Lobster, but I never used it. And wow. my manager gave it to me at the end. I love quit, this quit, next point. Quit uh, reading ahead. I'm sorry, but it's hilarious. <laughs> quit reading ahead. You're supposed to be participating in the conversation, not reading. I'm sorry. Mr. On Point, why is your sex voice a white guy? <laughs> Specifically, why is it a white guy that regularly wears beige pleated chinos when he's not at work? As a mixed white Asian man, it is, of course, the exact voice I use 50% of the time when making love, with the remainder spent idly mentioning nice karaoke bars in the area and reminding my wife to always rinse her rice before cooking it. Secondly, as a fairly accomplished social shit talker that hails from the nation of shit talkers, I really want you to know that sh how shit talking could have possibly gone wrong as to be interpreted as I am homosexual and I want to have sex with you. What did you say? Yeah... What was that? What? What is that part? What is the part about shit talking? No. Yes. As a fairly accomplished social shit talker that hails from a nation of shit talking. No, 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 really no. The part, the last part about um, how could shit talking go so wrong that it was interpreted as I'm a homosexual? I want to have to. Oh, was that when you were talking about how you can't shit talk and you people thought you were gay in the group? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. First off, let you gotta understand black people basketball politics. Okay, there is an in group and there is an out group. All right, out group is the new guys that's coming in the hoop. They don't know if you cool. They don't know nothing about you, right? And I'm here on the strength of uh, Leroy Ketchum from Nerd Plate Podcast. I'm on here on the strength of I'm his friend, right? He bought me here. I'm 33, 34 years old playing with a bunch of 20 years old. So we got a maturity thing going on. There's a couple of older guys sprinkled in. But they had a roasting session in the chat, right? They had a roasting session in the chat. And they were roasting everybody. And I was just looking, looking at them roast. I knew who everybody was. I could put a face to a name. And I'm like, okay. They doing they roasting. And then they start trying to roast me. And I'm like, one, in my head, before I even comment back, I'm like, damn, they don't know me. I don't know them. But when it comes to black group, especially on the basketball court, social politics, joining in in the right way brings you into the group. Joining in in the wrong way gets you kicked out of group and called gay. Okay, <laughs> so we can go ahead and assume which one I did. I did it the wrong way. So one of the guys, y'all remember Michael? You remember Michael? Did you watch The Wire? Yeah. So in The Wire, Michael B. Jordan, he just got a skinny ass fucking head and cornrows to the back, mm -hmm. right? So one dude who go there, he's a light skinned dude, but he got a skinny ass fucking head and cornrows to the back. 
it don't nobody fucking wear cornrows no more, okay? No, I was just motherfuckers say. wear braids in all kind of ways, but they don't wear cornrows. And I was like, so how am I going to joke on this dude having cornrows? Because he was one of the dudes who joked on me. And what I said was something along the lines of, um, don't wear those cornrows to the court no more with your um Wallace from the wire looking ass. Okay. And I feel like what I said wasn't a problem, but I think they focused on me making a comment about his aesthetic. Okay. Like his physical look. And the crazy thing is, other motherfuckers in the group was doing that to each other. That's where it turned into an in-group, out-group thing. They, like, decided to process what I said as something talking about him being attractive or not being attractive. You know, which to me is like that just young, also homophobic reaching. shit. Yeah. They're reaching. And it's like, <laughs> and then it's like he kind of started it. And I don't know if he did it on purpose or not, because some of those dudes in those groups like seem to be some hotel motherfucking women ain't shit, homophobic. It's it's a range of dudes that had a bunch of different shit going on. So the way he handled it was something like his first comment was something about, you know, what? Question mark. You know, it's like you talking about how I look and then everybody else kind of like jumped on the bandwagon of this dude talking about how you look. You know, it's like, again, it's some of them dudes in that motherfucker ain't smart. And Chris, no, the fuck, I ain't lying. <laughs> some of them <laughs> niggas is not intelligent. Some of them niggas is problematic. All we did was get together to hoop. And so I got kicked out of the group immediately. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once everybody like chimed in and had a problem with what I was saying. And so that's what that's what happened. That's how it like ended up. And then Chris was like, <laughs> them niggas think you gay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he was and Chris brought me back into the group. And I was just in the group chilling at that point because I was like, okay, well, it's not made for me to jump into these conversations. And then um they kicked me out again at some point. And I was like, okay, Chris, uh, uh don't invite me back in the group. And I'm probably not gonna be coming to Hoop with y'all no more because I I just don't. I mean, <laughs> clearly I was chosen to be isolated and ostracized for this moment so that's what it is i don't know i don't even know if i explained it to chris to that degree i keep saying his name leroy ketchum to that degree of what transpired how it transpired he might have a different take of it um and i don't quite remember the exact comment i made but whatever it was it was definitely along that line um so yeah that would happen that's what i said <laughs> But I think it first off is these dudes are young, a bunch of them are problematic. Um, I was an out dude, and they was an in group already. They had long years, long established relationship, and that's just what it was. And 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 I think I was a fat motherfucker that was like hooping on these niggas. I think that's a problem too. Damn, <laughs> let's get this fat boy out of here because he's standing in the middle of the lane and we can't run down here at full speed and. and and jump to try to dunk a layup. So I'm gonna add that to the dynamic. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. Uh Michael's wife's husband. Next, Miss Red, we were both saddened to hear about Kingston. I'm not one generally given to belief in an afterlife, but here's hoping that there's something after all this that it's all just the kind of autocratic dictatorship in need of a cat-like head pooch in charge that your little guy could settle down with for the hereafter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. 
Uh, I miss that dog. So, like, I didn't, I knew, I'm not the most people-friendly person. So, like, I knew grudgingly that Keith's personality was directly related to my own. I didn't appreciate him when he was here. And now I'm stuck with a goofy-ass, friendly-ass, do-anything-to-please-ass dog. And I love Remy. But, like, I do miss Kingston because Kingston, I got him. I understood him. I don't understand Remy. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand him. Um, but, yes, Kingston was definitely a dictator in another life. And maybe right now he's out here being a dictator again. Maybe that was his reward for coming back as a, a dictator. Dog. No, he ain't a dictator. That man came back as a COVID goddamn. He's he came not, back as something killing a motherfucker. Not. He used to kill people as a dictator. The only reason he couldn't kill people as a dog because he didn't have thumbs. <laughs> and you think he came back and he nice? No, he's killing motherfuckers. I don't think he's, he's nice. I don't think he's COVID. <laughs> he wasn't that bad. Um, <laughs> he's the yeah. he, he one of the COVIDs that take your smell away and almost kill you, but you make it through. <laughs> <laughs> he did not come back. <laughs> as <a> disease. <laughs> but yeah. Um, that was rough. This, whenever I move out of the house that I'm in now, it'll be the first time that I, in my adulthood, that I've lived somewhere without him. Because he's lived literally when I moved to Village Green, which was my first apartment after college. That's, that's what when me I and got, Red met. Yeah. And that's when I got Kingston. I didn't get him until I moved into the apartment. So er, literally everywhere I've ever lived, he's been, uh, this house being the last place. So whenever I move again, he won't be there. But um, I had him cremated. He's on my uh, mantle in my living room in a little box. She actually showed me the box when I came down there this, like last month yeah. because I was wondering how people be just knocking their family members off the damn mantle and shit. And her shit is in a box that's hard to open. Yeah. In a bag. It's like, yep. you're why not going to be having their family members loose with a top that can fall off or something up high like that? I don't That's know. like TV show stupid. It is. Because he's in a wooden, it's like this little intricate wooden box. It's kind of like a um jewelry kind of box. And like the bottom, you have to slide it off to get it out. And he's in it's in a bag, a plastic bag in the box. So like there's no way. It, I would have to do a whole lot of shit for his ashes to waste. Um but yeah. And it I didn't bury him because this isn't my house, and so I didn't want to bury him in, a, in the yard of a place that I'm not going to be living in because I'm renting this house. Um, and they got me. I was like, because the, they ask you what you want to do. So, like, I took him to the vet. He died at the vet because, like, I woke up that morning and he couldn't move. And so I, like, rushed him to the vet, and he died there um, at the vet while I was. So I watched him die, sadly. But so I'm in just fucked up right and then the vet comes in and he's like we have a couple of options in the midst of me like <laughs> grieving my ass off so i paid 200 dollars, i think to have him cremated they get you because they ask you in that moment what like of course i'm willing to do anything in that moment <laughs> later on i was like fuck i just paid 200 dollars for it but now he'll just come with me i don't know that i'll have Remy cremated does that mean no, I don't know that. I'll you do that. already, your language already got Remy fucked up already. You said I'm stuck with. Like, what kind of? If he was in the room with you and could and understand English, and he had thumbs, he'll choke your ass. 
He wouldn't. Not Remy wouldn't. Remy would just be like, oh man, you ain't Like he's so fucking goofy and friendly. Like he wouldn't even get upset. She just needs a hug. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Remy will do. Yep. He's so he's a grouch today. <laughs> exactly. Remy is it just I don't know. But yeah. So thank you that it's been he died in 2020 so it's been coming up on two years and i still miss him uh, and i'm not stuck with remy i say that but remy has his moments where i'm Look, at here let me tell y'all about remy okay first off the idea that if i came back to alabama floated that me and red could be roommates um, it'll be easy for everybody we all save money ain't yeah. no fucking way i can live with her with no. that dog he is no. i don't know if he's stupid if he's naive, if he's smart, dumb, or if he's just paranoid. I don't know. He seems to be all that shit sometimes. He's because not, he's terrible. I don't know why he's scared of you. Because Williams come, my cousin, my, my mom. He he was I don't know why he was terrified of you when you were here. He's never done that. I don't know. I don't know what that was. As, as I was there, every day he got progressively more scared of me. Yeah. And at some point tried to run past me and then tow his damn leg up on the damn the fireplace. fireplace. <laughs> Red had to miss work for a little bit and, you know, go to the uh, store and get something to wrap his damn bleeding ass <laughs> up. He really hurt himself. Yeah. And I it, was like, what the hell wrong with him? I he's never done that. I haven't. I don't know because other people stay here, and my cousin came right when you left. She came. She the same scenario happened. She was in the back because the way that my house is set up, where the bathroom that everybody uses is, I have to walk past that coming out of my bedroom. And the same scenario, we got up that morning. She was in the bathroom getting ready. Door was open, and we walked down the hall. He walked right past her and went outside. It was nothing. <laughs> know what it was and William stayed for a few days he did I don't know I don't know what that was I don't know what his problem is but yes we could not there's no fucking way yeah no. the only way that would work is if we we found a space that had a upstairs and a downstairs that I could be upstairs and you could be downstairs <laughs> and there was like a, a overt sound buffer to keep him from having this reaction all the time. I don't know, yeah. man. I don't know what but, it was. He's strange. I mean, Kingston, the difference is Kingston was scared of everybody or didn't like everybody. But like, he wasn't going to run. Like, he just going to bark. <laughs> he was going to stand there and bark. <laughs> he wasn't going to let you run him off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so thanks. It's still hard, but... You know, losing pets is difficult, and I had him for like 14 years. So, all right, we're gonna keep moving because we we might not have time to finish. Oh yeah, but this is uh this is fun conversation on comedy. Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock may not be small time circuit comedians. But people jumping up and trying to fight them could totally impact those of us gigging at these weird little nights. The culture of comedy right now is such that getting offended by an actor seen as a kind of insecure and ultimately pointless 
Will Smith white knighting his missus in front of the world and Isaiah Lee pulling a Leroy Jenkins only serves to erode that. And us little comics don't have a whole security team that can politely detain would-be attackers. Take them backstage and discreetly give them a few extra knees and elbows for their trouble like these big names do. I've not had any trouble myself, but there are plenty of horror stories and half the time over the most innocuous bit. What do you mean, what's the deal with airline peanuts? My mother was an airline peanut. I'll fucking kill you. I forgot he's a comedian. That's good to get his perspective on that as a comedian. I just, I don't know. I just did, but it, yeah. I mean, I, I said when it happened, people are fucking sheep and stupid. And so while you would think that nobody would follow behind him and do that or like feel like, oh, he did it, I could do it. People do stupid shit behind other people doing stupid shit all the time. People are dumb. But I guess the question I have is how do you tell the difference between copycats and a culture shift, right? Like copycats is an isolated group of people who are going to, you know, emulate behavior where that happens versus a whole culture change where now nobody can take a joke in a comedy comedy setting. I guess time will tell that. If it continues, then it's a culture shift. But if it's only right now in the midst of, in the height of this situation, then it was copycats. Well, we got two scenarios. I don't know what it, I don't know. Well, we won't see it. We won't scenario. get the, we won't get the first, like, it ain't going to be on the news when a little club have somebody that rushed the club. That's you what, know I'm, what saying? I'm saying. So, like, we only know we. It has been two times that we know of. But he's saying that he's had he's heard of people that he know, you know, that are small time comics where he is that have but had this situation happen. But that's what I was saying before, and I don't know. He don't clarify right here. But those horror stories have existed far before Will Smith did what he did. Like, there's plenty of people who drunk in these clubs who done attacked comedians. So those horror stories existed before that pretend well not even even if he's talking about after that horror stories have existed long for comedians because they joke on people i mean that's what happens right mm-hmm. people get offended and they get aggressive and and it's on youtube you can go find it you've been able to see this stuff on world star all the all the time it's like but is what's it happening the difference? more that, that's is what it i'm happening saying more now it, what that's what I'm saying, and and that I think that's what would have to be assessed. Like if you're a comedian and you saw this happen three times in a club in the past five years, and the next five years you see it happen three times, you know it is is not necessarily a change. But if you saw it happen three times last five years, and then it changed, and you see it happen 20, 30 times, then damn, that Will Smith sparked the culture change. We're just not going to see that shit, and it's not going to be on the world news. It's like we just gonna have to listen to smaller comedians and ask them how did how has this shit changed these circuits and, and what has it made you know made how has it made these changes you know because a lot of comedians don't even be joking on people like that a lot of com- comedians have they set that don't have nothing to do with the people in the audience I feel well, like all of them have a little way to handle people that heckle. But you know, maybe. again, Dave Chappelle's situation, he didn't say nothing about that dude specifically. He got upset about the, ju- the joke that he told about transgender people in general. It wasn't directed at him. So it don't have to be directed at somebody in this. And even his example was, my mom's an airline peanut. It don't have to be directed at anybody in the place. If they get but, offended by something generally. But that that's different than the Dave Chappelle <laughs> situation because Dave Chappelle has... Dave Chappelle got a lot of people that'll punch him in the face right now. If he, they if do, but again, it 
it would have been different if he made a joke about Buddy. But he didn't make a joke about Buddy. That was already either some pre well, well, stuff. What or, I'm saying is the level of jokes that he's been making has targeted a group of people. Right? And mm-hmm. so you don't have to tell a joke about that person for the culture of the joke you told because it ain't even it ain't even just a joke he's told. It seems like a heel that he's willing to die on. It seems like he's just not finna let this trans LGBT stuff go. And he's created a, a perception of himself as that dude who don't like or respect uh, the trans community. So it is different. You know what I'm saying? It would be like the comedian that the airline peanut dude went after would have had to have a whole career on talking shit about airline peanuts and disrespecting them for him to jump up and want to do what that man wanted to do to Dave Chappelle. That's not to say that the first time he made a fucking airline peanut joke, he wouldn't have felt a ter- certain type of way. But we're talking about a different situation. If somebody hear a joke for the very first time from a comedian and get up and want to kill their ass, especially when you're bringing Dave Chappelle into it, because Dave Chappelle done created a culture of how people don't, how he don't fuck with these group of people. That shit ain't happening to Chris Rock. That shit ain't happening to Jerry Seinfeld. This that shit ain't happening to a lot of comedians. It's like it just wasn't a random comedian that told an isolated joke. Dave Chappelle done bit like he was already mad with Dave Chappelle when he came in there. Like the jokes that Dave Chappelle told while he was there was just fuel on a fire that was already lit from all this shit he'd been doing in his last specials. I don't know. Again, I feel like if people can watch people eat pot uh tied pods and continue to do that for a set amount of time and then stop this could absolutely be one of these situations where it's a trend of things that happen in response to something that'll die or won't be as much as it's been and i'm not saying that i'm just i'm not trying to minimize it either i'm just saying the i want to know if it's going to be a a bunch of copycats or, or a culture shift you know I don't think it's going to be, I mean, if it's a culture shift, then that's going to change comedy. Because comedy has been, for the longest time, a large part of it is making fun of stuff. So if it's a culture shift, then it's also going to be a very big shift in how we view comedy and what that look like. Yeah, and yeah. I because don't know that that's going to happen. Because comedians ain't going to stop talking their shit. They're going to keep talking their shit, and they're going to talk it more aggressively. They're just going to have the, like, the heater in their in they waistband. So motherfuckers going to be scared of comedy because... If you, because if you're not putting more security in these comedy clubs, Which and or the, some of the places like and or taking money away from the comedians to put security in the comedy clubs, com- comedians gonna have their own defense mechanisms. That's what's gonna the shift's gonna be. Yeah, like that's it. Gotta be that. Like, why am I up here at at risk of getting harmed and, and the club ain't doing nothing to help me because people can't take jokes. But, you know, um, but, and for my, from, for me, for me, I think that, so there's a dude, <clears throat> you can joke on the LGBT community. You can joke on the trans community. You can joke on the non-binary community. You got to do it right. When community. the right way. So. There's this dude who his last name was Nickers. He's a white dude, and he was in an all-black comedy club. And the joke that he made was the 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 uh, 
the C the CK in my last name is the most important CK that exists in my whole life. Cause his last name is Nickers. Like if he don't say that shit right, he get fucked up. Nickers. Yeah, exactly. That is the perfect way to joke on a culture that don't have the, to use race and the N word in a comedy moment. It's perfect. Everybody laughed. It was a good joke. He's recognizing that he ain't saying the N word. He can't say it, but his last name sound like it. So blah blah blah. There was a uh, I saw a TikToker. It was a TikToker that posted a comedy dude, and he said that um, he just had a whole joke about how he saw this woman baby, and the baby had on um, the baby had on pink, and he was he mentioned that the baby was a girl, and she said, "Did you gender my child?" And he was like, "Oh, okay, well, I'm sorry, the baby got on pink, so you know, I'm sorry to uh, misgender him like that." And then he said, and the woman happened to have on a blue shirt. And he was like, uh, I really didn't mean to offend you, sir. <laughs> you know, that like that whole exchange, it was a healthy way because it acknowledged. And nobody in the comments was telling him no, it wasn't funny. No, it wasn't a problem. Matter of fact, other, other <laughs> members of the LGBT community have stitched it recognizing that this is, a, is a, this is a healthier way to joke about it because it acknowledges the existence of them. It doesn't invalidate them. It addresses the woman's concern with it. He just joked on the gender norm of having blue and pink being a boy and a girl thing. But then he called her sir. But that's because he was using her logic of not using colors to to uh or not using not not using colors to gender things. So by calling so he just he just made them opposite basically so the girl had the baby girl had on pink so he said him to the, the baby because the woman said that you misgendered my baby by saying her i'm probably misrepresenting this joke what i'm trying to convey is that there is a way to like ain't none of these communities and none of these communities saying you can't joke on us at all what you can't do is have jokes that punch down and joke, jokes that are a negative representation of us or jokes that are rooted in not desiring to understand what's going on with these communities. There are a lot of people who joke about the black community wrong. There's a lot of people who joke about the LGBTQ community wrong, the trans community wrong. Dave Chappelle, as being told by the trans community, is that he's joking on them wrong. And instead of looking at that, you know, it's, it's creating what is somebody who want to punch Dave Chappelle in the face. Now, Again, I'm not saying that you can't do that <laughs> if a comedian believes that they are the last line of defense. But again, like I said, if if, if David Duke, the most, I guess the most well-known racist in America, got on the stage and said, how many monkeys does it take to screw in a light bulb and told a joke that got some laughs out of it, is he a comedian or, or is he a racist? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a good example because he is a card carrying proud racist. That I mean, that's not a. a <laughs> we know he's a racist because of but, his actions. But th that's an extreme example to say if somebody who is not a card carrier and they are unknown and they get on stage and say the same thing, do we judge their their racism their words or xenophobia? Their actions? No. 
But we don't know their actions. We don't know. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, if... we don't know their actions. You know David Duke's actions. So, but but if so, because we know David Duke's actions and he says the same thing, he's a racist. But if we don't know somebody's uh, um, actions, but they do the same thing, they get a pass. They don't necessarily get a pass, but you're definitely not gonna look at it the same as David Duke saying it. It's just not. You're not. Why would but, you? But that's what I'm saying. So a trans person making the similar jokes to Dave Chappelle is different than Dave Chappelle making them because we don't know his true intention with the trans community. So it is different. That's what I'm saying. Like it is different. Like, but the comedy, a lot of people in the and and Michael, you can give us more input on this. A lot of people in the comedy community is like, we say whatever the fuck we want to. We don't need to be policed. And with, with Dave Chappelle especially the people defending him is coming off to say trans folks y'all ain't got no right feeling mad about a comedian because this is what we do and we should be able to do this and yada 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 but if it's rooted in hate how do we tell the difference between it being rooted in hate and somebody just being clever enough to mask it and make it look like it because again what dave chappelle's rhetoric has done has changed into a it's given a whole bunch of people who don't fuck with the lgbt and trans community ammo to talk the shit that they talk, and they not comedians. They just putting the shit he's saying on statuses in order to be offensive. Like calling their private parts. Um, it just sounds like it's just impossible. Be, it's impossible me. About them. Just Say not. What? But at all. It just sounds like it'd just be easier to just not make jokes about them at all. And I'm, listen, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's people out here making jokes that are related to the trans community that ain't as overtly offensive as Dave Chappelle. His shit just really offensive. Like, his shit is just offensive. I don't, I don't know. We maybe we don't have that many templates of what it looked like when it's not offensive. But that what he be saying is offensive. It's just, it just is. I mean, calling calling a, a trans woman's vagina in, uh, or in, or impossible pussy or trans man, however he viewed it, that, like that's problematic. And again, some of the shit I'm saying might be problematic, but I, I do believe that there is a clever way to to joke on communities. I don't think nobody is saying you can't joke on us. But again, it's a lot of people out here who don't have the social capital to defend themselves from what people who joke about them in harmful ways are going to do. Whether the comedian is intended for it to happen or not, you know, everybody out here now is calling LGBT community the, uh, the alphabet mafia which I just don't feel is appropriate for people outside of that community to refer to themselves as something. He just gave a name for them to talk about. It's just his dialogue is turning into ways people are just grouping people and being offensive for no reason. So if I say something that people start using in a negative way, I'm responsible for it? If you hate them people, yeah. But we don't know. hates transgender people? We don't know whether he do or not. We don't know whether it's rooted in ha hatred or not. We don't know whether it's rooted in not. So if I say something and people don't know, but people start using it in a negative way, I'm responsible for it. If you're not responsible is a strong word, you're at least the catalyst for it. You're the catalyst for it. And you're, and again, it's a group that don't have the, the social capital that to handle that on their own. They just don't like again. And, and the example I used before is we didn't have the social capital to use that shit at some point, you know, where they were saying nigga on TV at some point, black people are rallying together saying, don't say nigga on TV. They couldn't stop it. 
it was only until our social capital increased that we stopped comedy from using nigga. Comedy used to use nigga on Saturday Night Live. Right? Like, famous We stopped it from being televised. Yeah, but, but, uh, but if we're talking about comedy specifically, it was used on Saturday Night Live. You can go to the skit with Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor. I'm saying you know I'm it stopped about. it from being televised, not from being used. Cause you think that they don't use not like saying white comedians, bro. White comedians don't use nigga. White comedians don't use nigga now, <laughs> unless they want to have a fucking bad day, bad year. They don't use it now. So that social capital allow us to say comedians ain't gonna use racist use it. Fucking Quentin Tarantino use it as much as he can. He does. But like comedians don't use it. That's what social capital does at some point. Some motherfuckers don't got so and again, we don't even got the social capital to stop some shit that's still going on today in terms of comedy and things that we don't want to be talked about with us, but we got more than than um we are at a further stride of that than the trans community. You know? But anyway. Michael, you can give us some more insight into that. Some of my shit might, it probably ain't favorable to the comedy community, but I find myself teetering on the side of the oppressed more than the uh, groups that use the oppressed. But I do think that any community can be joked on if you do it right. It's just so many people don't do it intentionally um, to me, from my opinion. Anyway, we keep going. Did you have anything else to say about that? Mm-mm. Nope. Okay, sex and gender. Not a direct response, but something I thought relevant. I watched a BBC documentary a few years back that I may have written in about at the time called Me, My Sex, and I. And it got me interested in how I think about the differences between men and women. I'm no academic, but I do like doing some academic reading now and then, and where I ended up feels worth sharing. As a disclaimer, this is just a framework I have in my mind to help contextualize human experiences outside of my own, and it's always shifting as I learn. So you've got sex, of which there are three broad categories for humans, male, females, and intersex. If a biologist is looking at a human being, there are a few things they look for to determine which category that humans fit in, like chromosomes, XX versus XY, external genitalia, female, meat, or ambiguous, um, internal genitalia, ovaries versus testes, and whether a womb is present, hormonal profile, estrogen, testosterone balance, to name a few. If the human has all the ticks in the female column, then it's a female. All male, then male, and anything else is intersex. And yet, plenty of case studies of people with internal testicles and a womb, if anyone's interested, Google Scholar is your friend. It's another one that I, it's a woman that I I met on, not met, but I ran across on um, TikTok. She had a, uh, she was born without a uterus. Everything else looks like a woman, but she was born without a uterus. But she discovered it because she was waiting for her period. And she ended up being 20 and never hadn't got one. And so she went to the doctor to figure out what was going on. And it turned out she she didn't even have, she didn't have a uterus. Mm-hmm. And everything else marks the ticks the marks of, of being a female. But that was interesting. Um, then you've got gender, which is, at least in our two cultures, a loose set of culturally defined properties that indicate when something is more masculine or feminine. This can be applied to pretty much anything, including colors, pastel lilac versus top brown, geometry, right angles versus lines of beauty, 
or smells, white floral versus sandalwood. It's all fairly arbitrarily applied and varies from culture to culture. As we grow up, we'll often gravitate towards things we associate with what we are to help build an identity. And one of the first things we're often told about what we are is that we're little boys and girls. So over time, gender starts to apply to people. So you'll perceive a person as a feminine man because he's emotional, likes floral scents, and has a bloody great big cock. <laughs> I wish y'all could see her face on some of these. I've tried and failed to be brief, but it's how I understand it, and it helps me a ton when I'm trying to comprehend the trans experience and the desire to add an axis or two to the gender spectrum. So yeah, sex is three categories of humans. Gender is a collection of traits from a spectrum between masculine and feminine. Side note, sex, also confusingly meaning humans shagging, is really a recent a really recent thing. We used to just say fornicate. I've not looked super far into it, but the roots of the word sex are all tied to the concept of division or separation, i.e. a divide between humans. This is some uh, profound shit to start it off with. I'm not an academic, goddamn. <laughs> That's, I, like, I like that breakdown. To avoid the risk of Red actively wanting to discuss one of the topics I raised, I will also add another side note. As Michael's wife has just reminded me of taking of talk a talking during sex anecdote she wanted to share. While I'm fairly similar to you both in that I'm essentially reduced to a nonverbal state while having sex, Michael's wife was always the opposite. And one time called out the phrase, fuck me like a jackhammer during sex. <laughs> Once we had both stopped laughing, I communicated how impressive the cognitive ability to correctly conjugate a multisyllabic simile while having while behaving strange in the absence of a change really was. <laughs> it was particularly impressive for me as I'm not a great multitasker and best of the times, and Lord knows my brain seems to consider having a boner as a task in itself. I did have some other stuff to comment on, but I've been writing this email for so long a beard is starting to form so i'll say goodbye by letting you know the best way to get into a kiwi is to cut it across the middle and then scoop it out with a spoon and that i am and that am i the asshole is still a thing though it's now pretty much impossible to read it without red's voice in the back of our minds being fully scandalized by the nonsense on there <laughs> <laughs> all right we got three. Let's see how much time Thank we got Thank you left. so much, Mark. Yeah, we're not going to have time for anything else. Appreciate for the letter. We we got 27 minutes left. So it depends on how much responses these garner. So let's choose ones, okay? Um, The top two are not the asshole. The bottom one is the asshole. Okay. Am I the asshole for not inviting my sister to my pregnancy announcement? Am I the asshole for asking my husband to convert our cat's bedroom into a bedroom for our toddler? We don't am do I the, that. I don't even care about the other one. Your am, cat I the am I the asshole for calling the police on a family at the beach? Okay, we're gonna do those last two. Okay. And then if we have time, we'll do that first one. But okay. these, I want to know about this bedroom for a cat. And yes, you're an asshole for calling the police on a family at the beach, and I ain't even seen what it is. Okay, am I the asshole for asking my husband to convert our cat's bedroom into a bedroom for our toddler? Like it says, not the asshole. What? I'm not entirely oh, sure yeah, how to process. Not. I'm not entirely sure how to process this situation. My husband, a 27-year-old male, and I, 25-year-old female, have been together for six years and married for three. We recently had our son, who is 10 months. We live in a, a two-bedroom apartment, and for the, the past three to four years, our cat has had her own bedroom. It was never a big deal to me because we didn't have kids. Our couch pulled into a bed if there were ever an emergency with our family or friend, and I will admit we both treat our cat like our daughter. 
Once we had a child, I never talked to him about it, but I assume once our child got older, we would give him the room. Lately, we haven't been intimate or anything because our child is in our room. Recently, I showed my husband some toddler beds and he asked where would we put it. I respond in his room. He looked at me like I grew another head. He asked me what room. Then I looked at him crazy. I started talking about how we could convert our cat rooms into a nice bedroom for our child. He got upset. He asked, how can I even fix my mouth to suggest we take away his daughter's room? I looked at him confused. Our apartment is big enough for most of her stuff to come out of the room and into the living room kitchen area. She only had has a bed, scratching post, and a few cat toys. The only thing that may be harder to place is the scratching post just because of the height, and it's not even that big. I stood up for myself. I told him how I wasn't kicking our cat out, but our child is getting older and needs room. He suggested we buy a new place, but we can't afford that. He told me I was an asshole and stormed into our cat's room. It feels weird. I thought after months of not doing anything, he would jump on the opportunity to get our child out of our room. He's been in our cat's room for a couple of hours, and I'm starting to feel like the asshole. It's two edits. Do you want to say anything before the edits? What the fuck? That's what I want to say before the edits. First of all, let me tell you this. Okay. I am a pet person. Okay. I will always have a dog. When Remy dies, before Remy dies, because I feel like having Remy help when Keekson died because I didn't come home to an empty house. So as Remy gets older, when he gets older, like, and starts having problems, I'm going to get another dog. And I'll be a two two household or two dog household again for a, a small amount of time, just because I can't imagine not having like a pet. However, with that being said, there are pet people who really just I don't fucking understand. Okay, I have an extra. I, my house has three bedrooms. I, it's just me, so I have my bedroom. Have a guest bedroom with a bed in it, and then the extra room I just put all of Remy's stuff in. It's got a, a futon in there, his crate is in there, and all of his doggy things, except for his toys because he plays with his toys in the living room, so they're in the living room. But if at any point I had a child, I'm gonna turn that room into the kids' room because it's my kid. A fucking cat can go anywhere. That cat don't even know it's got a room. You think that cat is cognizant of that shit? Like, he sounds crazy. No, you're, and the fact that, let me tell you something. <laughs> the fact that you even feel like you're the asshole, ma'am, girl, no, you're not. Because I wouldn't even felt that way. I would have just told him, like, either the, the kid going in the room or you and this fucking cat can go. But what I'm not going to do is continue to have this kid sleeping in this room unnecessarily so. And so either he going to get out so you and I can have sex or you going to get out so me and somebody else can have sex. But like the, this is not happening. There's no fucking way. Are you insane? How is this even a question if you're the asshole? Are you the asshole for wanting to give your child a bedroom? <laughs> no. He's crazy. And again, I say this as a pet person. There are people that do shit that I'm just like, what? What? He sound crazy. He is crazy. What the fuck? That's all. So, are you really a pet person? What you mean? First off, what other pets would you have outside of a dog? You took too long. You're a dog person. You are not a pet person, okay? Let's go I wouldn't ahead. have a cat. I had a guinea pig. I've had fish. fish what, would you, what would you have in the future? 
don't you have to clean up too much behind? Like so you, they live in cages and shit. I wouldn't want to have to clean nothing up. Like rabbits and shit, you gotta clean their cages. I don't like that shit. First off, you are a dog person. You are not what? a pet person. Okay. okay. Whatever. Now. Even with me being a dog person, Remy well, would get out. <laughs> I just wanted to make that discernment. But let's say you're a pet person. You're you you're not you're not a a high tier pet person. You're a low tier pet person. <laughs> And right under pet person is a person with a pet. Like the low tier, lowest tier of a pet person is person with a pet. You're kind of between pet person and person with a pet. You ain't licking, you ain't letting Remy, Remy lick you in your face. What? You ain't using toilet paper to wipe his booty. What? No. Why would I do any of those things? People do that. They're insane. No, they are high tier pet people. They are people who look at their pets like a family member, like a child. These, he's, you know how much money I spend on this dog? He's like my child. But no. like, he ain't gonna lick me in my face. You know, he uh, licks his balls, or where his balls would be if I hadn't got him neutered, spayed, whichever one for males, I can never remember. There is an amount of money that you would have to spend on Remy where you would tell them to just put him down. That is, that's just the reality. Yeah. Some of these people will will get out another mortgage to keep their animals alive. This is the difference between low tier or a person. Him and I both gonna be out on the streets doing that shit. We're gonna both be under Listen, a bridge. I ain't saying that what you saying ain't rational. I'm down there with you. Okay. I ain't no high tier pet person. I'm just saying that there are people who perceive their pets as a member of their family and would go into debt to keep that motherfucker alive. And I don't see pets like that. You don't see pets like that. But if you can get into the world of a person that saw a pet like that, like a child, this is what is going on in this letter. You got a person who is a low-tier pet person with a high-tier pet person. And the high-tier pet person thought the low-tier pet person was a high-tier pet person, but they not. It's just we ain't have no kids. But also... The biggest problem is that the low-tier pet person never communicated to the high-tier pet person that they wanted they toddler to have their own room because she didn't have this argument when the little motherfucker was born. Because she didn't think she had to have it. I'm sure she just assumed listen, that he was going to be okay with moving the cat, not out of the house, but out of the room so that the baby could have the room. But the biggest fault is that this argument should have been had before the baby came. The problem is you, the baby is here in our room growing and we've seen him get big enough to need his own room. And now you having this conversation. Well, you should have never been okay with the cat having a whole room over the motherfucking baby. This don't make you the asshole. Don't get me wrong. Well, me I wrong. mean, you're not the, the asshole. The thing about it is like whenever I see people that like set up whole nurseries and shit, your kid don't stay in your room or stay in that, that nursery that you spent on <laughs> building till around this time. They be almost a year old before they like not sleeping in the bassinet in your room because they is she breastfeeding. And it's easier to get them when they get up in the middle of like it never made sense to me. The people that go all out on these rooms that early in because the kid's not going to use it. That shit going to be dusty by the time the kid's actually in that room because kids don't stay in their room when they're babies. Like babies stay in the room with a parent because it's convenient because babies get up and down all night. So like it didn't matter about the room 
in the beginning, I wouldn't, because I'm not going to be that person. Like, I'm going to set up a nursery if I have a child, but I'm not going to feel like that shit got to be done before the baby get here. Long as he got a bassinet in my room, that room will get done, but he ain't going to use it. So she probably didn't think it was a big deal because he ain't he wasn't going to use it. It wasn't no need. So, you know, <laughs> I, I that's probably why she didn't have that conversation because it wasn't it it wasn't a need for it, and I maybe she didn't know he was as high of a tier cat person as he pet per whatever as he is because that shit is crazy. <laughs> like I probably wouldn't have had the conversation either because I wouldn't have felt like we needed to. Like again, when the baby come home, no baby sleeps in there, even when people do have a whole nursery set up. This is no baby mean. sleeps in a room when they first come. None of them do. So she probably just didn't, didn't think nothing of it because like, okay, we, we just really don't have to have the room right now. <laughs> Not thinking that he ain't said nothing because he ain't planning on doing it at all. <laughs> because he feels like his daughter has to have It's a fucking cat. It's a cat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But when you're a couple, your reality is the one that you agree upon. Mm-hmm. That's just how it's got to be. You have to have kind of, like it's two types of problems here. Did you have the foresight to know that you was gonna have a child and that you have to have a conversation about this? You know what I'm saying? If you didn't, then I guess there's nothing you can do about that. It's like this took you by surprise. If you did have the foresight and one willing to have a conversation, you, like anybody listening that's in a relationship, y'all got to uncover as much as you can about what things are going to look like in the future so that y'all know where y'all at. That's just the reality. It's you not know? like she didn't know. Like she really, because she was surprised when he was like, the cat's not moving out. <laughs> it's like, the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> Are you serious? Like she she didn't know he was gonna respond that way. Like I'm think I think she thought he was still the same level of pet person. But she- but the way that she brought up the conversation though is still like a a representation of how passive she probably is in addressing things, because she didn't say, "Hey, we need to have a conversation about the cat room." She was like, "Hey, you know, let's just go on ahead and get some beds. Look at these pictures." You know, look at this toddler bed. And he had to be like, well, where are we going to put it? Like, the conversation should have had to be more direct than that. You know what I'm saying? But if So if both of them were the same level of cat person, it wouldn't have had to be. She wouldn't have had to have a whole sit down because they would have been in agreement. So if she's assuming he's that same level, why would you? Because nobody would need to do that with me and they would know that. They would need to have a whole sit down with me about having a room and, and changing the room and none of that. But if you, if if she felt like it was going to be a simple conversation and that they was going to do it and that he was on the same page, then she would have just said, let's do this. But again, the way that she brought it up was in a way that she believed wasn't going to be received well. By asking so, him about beds? Yes. How is that bringing it up in a way that you don't think it's going to be received well? Because her intention of asking about the toddler beds was to put it in the cat room. Like she was evoking... Because she assumed he already knew that this was going to happen. 
Like she didn't think he was gonna have a problem switching it out. Maybe. Maybe. But it's clear that they they what she should have found out early in this conversation is that like, okay, he on some other shit. He on some cat supremacy shit. So this ain't this gonna be a problem. That's so fucking weird. I wonder why he got a cat. Did they and I mean we don't did he get a cat? Did they get the cat together? If you like, listen to this conversation, if you listen to this conversation, cousin, sorry, but I'm using your husband's situation. <laughs> I just talked to my cousin yesterday, and he has two dogs that sometimes he don't even sleep in the bed with her. He sleep on the couch with the dogs, and she it had a problem with it. That's with the dogs. Yeah, she had a problem with it at first, but now she's it's fine. It's what it is. He said for the rest of his life, he will always have two dogs. When those two dogs die, he will get two more, and he will do that until he uh, his whole life. Okay. She said that the reason is because when he was in a relationship and um like one of his love of his life, the relationship he was in, when she broke up with him, she left him. She left, took everything that was in there that belonged to both of them and the dog. And the only thing he was pleading to have back was the dog. He just wanted the dog back and she would never give the dog back. And so I think it like solidified this desire to like have dogs in his life. Now he always had dogs in his life. But like to me, this is a trauma response. Like, this, how much this man love cats? Like, maybe, maybe he had a previous relationship and and, and got the woman pregnant, and they had a miscarriage, but they had a cat and the cat. I don't know. This feels like a trauma response. Like, how do you get to this level of I fuck with cats more than I fuck with a human baby it's a lot and my human like baby? It. It's a lot of people. But I think them are trauma responses, man. But let's go to the edits. A lot of people are asking why I never brought up turning it into a nursery. I'm a new mom. I didn't like the idea of my baby being that far away. I know now that I ignored many red flags in this situation. I was blinded by love. I thought that he was supporting my new mom jitters. He wanted kids. I never brought up converting the room earlier because I didn't think I needed to. I wasn't ready for my baby to leave the bed, but I didn't think he wanted us to have a teenage still in our room or something. I'm just confused by all of this and I don't know what to do. She didn't have this problem with it. Still, you're right, you're right, but you know, assumption make an ass out of you and me, goddamn. Edit two recently, I have tried to respond to as many comments and private messages that I can. I understand that you all are getting a snapshot of my relationship, so I'm trying to clear things up. I got busy today, and when I looked at my phone again, I had three individual messages on to me about how they hope my baby dies. I'm a horrible mom, and I just want the room to punish, I just want the room to punish my husband. After reading all of that, I'm heartbroken. I'll be distancing myself from this post until I can talk to him. My post will be the update. I didn't think me telling this story on here would lead to people wishing death on a 10-month-old. How is your child punishing your husband? That's some alpha male bullshit. Like, what kind of, what logic brings you to that? Like, you hear this story and say, you just want to punish your husband by taking that room from his cat. What? We have a whole fucking human baby. Are you serious? People astound me every day because death threats, like it's this deep. This what I'm saying though about people, cat people or like super pet people respond to shit like in that way. You that upset because the cat got to move out the room? (laughs) It's a fucking cat. They don't even know what bedrooms are. <laughs> really want to be wherever I'm at. Period. <laughs> it don't matter where in this house. 
I go to the bathroom. This nigga sitting outside the bathroom door waiting for me to come out. So even the room with all his stuff, that nigga don't never be in there. He don't be in there. So cats are different, but still. In the comments, this woman has never owned a pet. And she said that she feel like he got away with doing so much for the cat under the excuse that she didn't know what being a pet owner was like. Because there's a lot of people in the comments telling her that this is a crazy pet person. Yes, it is. And so uh, apparently she just ain't never been a damn pet person. I mean, a cat, like anybody listening, if your partner wants a whole bedroom for your animal, that's like if you with rent these days, that's probably about a $400 room. $400 so that the cat can have. You're going to pay this extra so this fucking cat, a cat who has no cognition of what the fuck any of this even means, you're going to pay extra for him to have a room in a house? It's a cat? Bro, you 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 making a situation where your partner going to poison your animal. I'm going to get this room one way or motherfucking <laughs> another. <laughs> You're going to give it willingly or it's going to come at a motherfucking cost. I really just can't. All right. Let's let's see what the beach one doing. Um, but yeah, that. If you got pet, if your partner got pets and you don't know what's normal, just go to Reddit. You'll find out the reality. I have pets. That's not normal for me. I'm saying if your part well clearly you smart enough to know you have pets so if your partner move in and be like hey we need to upgrade so that we have a room for the animals you gotta go (laughs) you gotta go what the fuck are you talking about what if they what if they do something else what if they create a situation where it's out of your way what if they say like we're gonna convert under the porch to a, a house for the pets okay but as long as it ain't taking human space you good it ain't even about taking human space. A, a a place under the porch for the dogs, it's like here, again, heat index, 100 degrees. So somewhere shaded for them to go when they outside underneath the porch and you want to make it nice, that makes sense. A room in a house, you, you take a room and you individualize it and it's your space. Dogs don't require that. Cats don't require that. That is a human sentient being. <laughs> dogs want to be where you at they don't give a fuck about no room like <laughs> and if you have the space and you're not like doing this at the cost of something else that needs to be done sure like rich people who got big ass houses with a bunch of rooms that just want to have a room dedicated to they they pet cool but when you're doing it at the detriment to some other shit you got going on it's problematic generally if you're doing it, okay, whatever. But like this shit where you know that you got a child that need a room and you ain't willing to get a room though. <laughs> for the cat, like that's problematic. If they had the room and the space, sure. Do you, I guess. But like you gonna really take it as far as to say your kid just gonna have to stay with y'all. A kid needs a room. They need a space. They need their pro- like they need that. That's a human she, thing, though. That's not an animal thing. I wonder if she even loved the cat. Like, did she do she fool with the cat like that? Or is it just she, she just... Uh, again, I fool with Remy. But, like, I wouldn't do that shit because it's unreasonable to me. Well, I'm just saying, like, that's the difference between her trying to figure out a way to bring the cat some peace and putting him in a motherfucking tiny ass up in a pillowcase and throw him in the river. 
I mean, they didn't have that cat for three to four years. If she was going to do that, that cat would have been dead. Obviously, well, I mean, the cat ain't never created no opposition. This is opposition now. Yeah, I mean, if he is crazy, it's probably been some unreasonable shit he did. She said she ignored red flags, so he probably didn't ask for and did some unreasonable shit over the years. I highly doubt this the first time that he didn't did some shit with the cat where it was like, what? I, I No, I, I cannot believe that. He ain't been holding in this crazy. It just ain't been nothing where it was like a child involved, and so she just kind of let it go. But he yeah. ain't just popped this out. Like, he been doing some crazy shit with this cat. He probably got one of them little carriers and carried a cat around with him and shit. Like, no. Like, the, on the chest, like how you do a baby. You know how people do that? Yeah. Too much. You got four legs. You can walk. You got more legs than me? No. All right, let's do, we got a few minutes left. Let's do a quick read on this uh, beach what family. Am I the asshole for calling the police on a family at the beach? Yes. My family went to the beach yesterday and there was a large family or multiple families, maybe 15 feet away from us. There was a baby girl with them who looked to be somewhere around 18 to 20 months old and they had her on a leash and tied to the leash to their tent. There were dogs at the beach that were treated better than that baby. She had toys and snacks, but the treatment is still inhumane. I started to talk to them and ask them why the baby was on a leash. They said she likes to chase dogs, birds, and squirrels, so the leash made sure she stayed near them. I offered to watch her so she could go off the leash for a little bit, but they insisted that she was fine. The know. dad started to get angry, so I left, but I couldn't get over the fact that they tied the baby to the tent so they wouldn't have to watch her and make sure she doesn't run off. So I called the police on them for abusing the baby. Wow. The police came, but they didn't do anything. They're sure... They assumed it was me that called and the dad yelled at me for ruining their vacation and putting them at risk. They're not white, so they assume any interaction with the police is automatically dangerous. My husband found out that I called the police and said he said I was overreacting that I acted like a bitch by calling the police on them. Yep. Am I the asshole for calling the police on, on them for tying the baby to the tent? The privilege. Like the <laughs> you're a stranger to this family who walked up offering to watch their fucking baby, and you think. They're crazy for not accepting you, a strange bitch that they don't know, who just walked up to, like, you don't think that that would be abuse? People just willing to allow some crazy person that walk up to just watch their fucking baby? You're insane. Like, that ain't even, <laughs> the, the fact that you think them having this baby tied so that she don't hurt herself or get away from them or get in some shit she shouldn't get into is worse than them allowing you, a strange bitch that just walked up to just go off with their child and watch their child. They don't know you. The, the audacity. Audacity for days. You're insane. You call the police on them? Do you know how many people I see out here with their fucking kids walking around malls and shit with their kid on a lease? You, you call the police. You call the police on them for this. You really can't conceptualize how they wouldn't have wanted you, a stranger, to them. Who could be part of a fucking human trafficking ring for all they fucking know. They're supposed to trust you based off of what? Because you're some nice white lady? Because I, I guarantee you, I'm sorry, she has to be white. There's no fucking way. Because, look, I see people doing shit all the time that don't make no fucking sense. You know what I do? Mind my goddamn business. <laughs> At no point do I ever feel a need to intervene or in 
plant myself in the situations that ain't got shit to do with me. And your assumption or your comment that the baby was being treated inhumanely, bitch, bye. Oh, the audacity. <sighs> you know, I guess the problem I have is that where the people gave her a reason why she was tied to the tent, being that she would run the fuck off, she interpreted that as they just don't want to watch their babies. And I'm assuming that this woman is racist. <laughs> uh, and, you know, she going to make it sound like she ain't racist. But the fact that her inability to look like she wouldn't do this to a white family. I'm just not inclined to believe she would do this to a white family. She just I just don't believe that she would do this to a white family. This is not the first time she's seen a baby leash. This ain't the first time she done seen one of them motherfuckers. What she, what her thoughts told her was, oh, these groups of people don't like watching their kids and they're irresponsible. So when they tie a child to a leash, it means that they don't want to be bothered. It can't possibly mean that they didn't want their child running off into the water and get took, took away by the fucking tide and drift off into the damn the damn ocean. That it ain't that can't be possible. What's real? The reality is that they are fucking irresponsible. They don't want to watch their kids, and this is abuse. I'm gonna call the police. Your own husband called you a bitch. <laughs> like how could you not like? And this is the difference between. This is why it's way more Karens than Kens. You know what I'm saying? It is way more Karen's than Ken's because at least Ken got that toxic masculinity to, to where it's like that ain't even man shit. But see, Karen's, what they do is take this artificial care and they apply white woman care to everybody else. But only when it's a brown person doing it and not a white person. White? American white people. I don't know if this is like this in Europe or other places. So they ain't even in America, but they not white over there. They're whatever they are. They fucking Welsh. They goddamn <laughs> European. They tell you what they are. White is an American concept that has matriculated over into other parts of the world. But most of the time, a motherfucker in Europe ain't gonna say I'm white. They gonna say I'm wherever. I'm Hungarian. Goddamn. I'm motherfucking Welsh. They gonna say where they from. This is some American shit. White people's assumption that black people owe you shit. Like, because you asked me to show you some ID, I'm supposed to fucking show you. Bitch, who are you? Like, the audacity of them to, like, ask you for something or ask you a question and feel like you have to give them an answer. Bitch, I don't know you. I wouldn't even respond and, and explain to her about why the baby was on the leash because, bitch, mind your business. Why the fuck are you over here? Why are you over here? Who are you? Like, th the fact that they feel like people owe them explanations or, like, you see all of these videos of people like, well, prove to me that you live here. Bitch, who are you? I have to prove shit to you. I don't have to prove nothing to you. Like, who do you think that you are that you could just walk up and... <laughs> 
ask for these things or demand people give you information about them. Who the fuck are you? That shit annoys me. Like I can't, I can't, that it just drives me so crazy. Like the audacity and the privilege and all of the, the entitlement, like you really think that family owed you shit. And then because they wouldn't give you what you, I'll watch her for you. Who are you? Why would we trust you to watch our child? We don't know you. Again, you think that that white skin of yours means that you're going to be this trustworthy, upstanding person and we're supposed to just do whatever you say because of that shit. Bitch, bye. Like, you sound crazy. <laughs> you call the police on these people who are doing nothing and none of it had anything to fucking do with you. And saying, like, feeling like, oh, they just don't want to watch their baby. Anybody who's ever been around a fucking baby that's mobile, them little shits be trying to get into everything. And if you are not literally just sitting there with your eyes on them every fucking second, they're going to go off and do some fuck shit because that's what kids do. Watching them or not, you could be in a house. This is why when parents in the house and shit get too quiet, they get concerned. Because kids constantly, once they get mobile, into everything. So, like, saying, oh, they just don't want to watch their kid. No, they know how kids are. And they know if given an opportunity to do some fuck shit, kid going to take it. Parents start talking to somebody, kid going to run and get in the ocean. <laughs> Parent having a conversation. Because they're out there to enjoy the beach. And they're out there to enjoy this family event as well. And so, no, they're not going to have eyes on their kid 24 fucking seven. They're not. So their solution to keep that kid safe was to do something that parents of all kinds of backgrounds do. And that's to put a fucking leash and tie the kid so they can't get into nothing. So they can't hurt themselves. And you call the police on them for that shit because you felt like, oh, they didn't give you a good enough explanation. And oh, because I feel this way. Your husband, right? You're a bitch. You're a crazy bitch at that. <laughs> the fact that you even wrote in to ask like your husband already told you you an asshole bitch that nigga love you and chose you and he's told you you was a bitch and an asshole outside of mandatory reporting when i see a family or a parent doing something with a kid that i don't think should happen you know what i say to myself before i walk away i hope that fucking baby don't die and then i walk the fuck away and mind my goddamn business that ain't got shit to do with me if a family is too irresponsible and they let their baby become fucking tender meat for a dog, then, like, they're going to have to deal with that trauma, okay? If a fucking eagle comes swoop down and pick your fucking baby up and fly away, that's their fucking problem. They ain't got shit to do with me. If I'm on the beach, I'm there to enjoy the fucking beach. Why, like, it's a skill to be unbothered by things that ain't got nothing to do with you. It is a skill. And white women specifically need to practice that shit more than anybody else. Practice minding your business. Practice looking away when some shit that you don't like going on. Because research is starting to show that when you don't like something white women, it's probably fine. <laughs> it's probably okay. So that natural instinct, you have to be like, this is a problem. Something should be done about this. Just go ahead and go Google. Go to Reddit. And that should clear everything up. Go find a letter like this and 
Your own letter will give you the answer that you need. The answer is to mind your goddamn business, enjoy the beach, or get the fuck up and go. Okay? But definitely don't call the police on somebody. Don't call the police on nobody. Just they should like they should have a whole white woman directory in the police department when a motherfucking white woman number pop up on the call ID. They should ask a whole different series of questions. Is this person doing something that directly impacts you? Yes or no? <laughs> if the answer is no, it should just hang up fucking automatically. Are they doing something that impacts you? Yes or no? Yes. Are they brown? <laughs> if the answer is yes, the next question should be, is it actually directly impacting you? <laughs> if the answer is no, this shit should hang up on their motherfucking ass. Like, they should have a whole different series of questions for white women that call and, and answer this down. It's just... You took but, a unit off the street to come to the beach to see a family doing absolutely nothing illegal. <laughs> and then you mad at the police. They didn't do anything. Because it wasn't nothing to do, bitch. What the fuck do? <laughs> it's the audacity for me. You I know what? It. If you zoom out and think about it, actually holding your baby when they want to be doing something is the same kind of restraint. Yeah. Like, if your baby want to be chasing a bird, whether you holding them or you got them on a leash, what difference do it make? Do it really make a difference? It doesn't. It doesn't. Like, I don't... I, I, it's t- and I think I think we talked about this before. I really think that white people need more problems. They don't have enough problems. I think that we have because we have so many problems as it is as a culture. We just don't have the fucking time to be that invested in shit that don't got a goddamn thing to do with us. They need more stuff. So that they don't have the time to just be so invested in all of this shit. Because at no point, I see stuff all the time and I don't even feel an inclination to intervene. But y'all be looking for stuff because you don't have nothing else to do. And you don't have any other worries. Y'all need more problems. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you don't have enough fucking problems of your own. That you just got to go make up ones for you to solve that don't even exist. Yeah, they need problems that capitalism and democracy can't fix. So yes. that, well, that's what we got. We got pro- like if you do anything to their property, capitalism and democracy take care of. It. Like they need problems that can't be fixed. You know what I'm saying? By 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 any of these systems. Like the sun need to get like an inch closer to the earth and they start getting melanoma at high rates or some shit like that. <laughs> like that's what need to happen. Like they need some real life, oh no, we can't do nothing about this issues so that they can focus on something else. It's like they create issues out of nothing to make other people's lives hell because they you you right. They ain't got enough shit going they don't on. Have enough shit going on. Because why? I get if I'm at the beach, it's there I'm there to relax and enjoy myself because everything else sucks. And in this moment it doesn't suck. I'm not gonna go looking for no fucking problems. I got enough when I leave this motherfucking beach. So I'm like, gonna enjoy this shit while I'm here. Like, legitimately, get up and go far enough away from them people that you can't see them. And just enjoy the rest of your beach trip. Just, you know, white women are broken. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Like, they, they've, been given, they've been given a gift that they don't know what to do with. He had an ending to his letter. Did you see it? He did, yes. 
the end is Cheerio, Toodle Pip, and Fare Thee Well, Michael's wife, husband, Michael's wife's husband and his wife. P.S. Watermelon salad is a European thing, specifically Greece. I'm guessing they accidentally hired Uncle Ruckus, no relation, to do the product <laughs> testing again. Trash. And I want to go Greek. Uh, Greece is one of the places that is on my list of places that I want to visit. I just think that it's beautiful and I want to see um, some of the ruins that are there. But I will definitely not be fucking partaking of any watermelon salad. And not even because of the stereotypes tied to it. If it made sense and it looked delicious, I would eat that shit because I love watermelon. But the fact of the matter is, it looks gross. <laughs> it looks disgusting. And who? Who sat around and put that shit together? Greek. Greek people, help me out. Like, gross. <laughs> I mean, Gross. it is what it is. Because I don't shy away from eating things because of stereotypes. I'll eat whatever that tastes good. But like that shit, and maybe it tastes delicious. I'll never know. <laughs> I can't get past the look. I'm sorry. Gross. All Gross. right. Well, that's going to take us on out. Um, You got anything else on your mind? I killed Horatio. And who is Horatio? You're a it's murderer. Uh, well, no, nah, I was a mouse. Mouse in my house that I named Horatio. And my brother said that I'm a psychopath because I named it and killed it. And he was like, you don't kill things that have names. People kill people all the time, B. What you mean? They are psychopaths, though. Not everybody that kills people are psychopaths. Sometimes people kill folks for a reason. Horatio died because he was in my fucking house. I didn't go out there searching for mice to kill. Horatio came in my house. He you could have got, got Horatio out of your house. How? Catch him. Capture him. I did catch him in a trap. <laughs> a trap that is not lethal, a non-lethal trap. I had sticky traps down. Horatio, a little smart ass, wouldn't run on none of them sticky traps, so he had to go. I'm 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 not inclined to call you a psychopath because you named Horatio. I'm more inclined to call you racist because you named his ass a Latin name. But I also named him Horatio from Shakespeare from Hamlet. Not I didn't even think about it being a Latin name. I don't know nothing about Hamlet. All I know is Horatio from Hamlet. I don't know nothing about it being a, a Latin name. I know I know a, a Mexican Horatio. So. I've never met anybody named Horatio. I just know it from the play. And I don't even know why Horatio came to mind, but when I was yelling about the mouse, Horatio came out, so that became his name. I'm but inclined. Horatio's deceased. He's gone now. I'm inclined to call you a psychopath because of how... I won't say you were joyful when you just said that. I'm going to say that you felt like it was an accomplishment. <laughs> it was. It's a fucking mouse in my house, in the kitchen specifically. You know how disease... How is that an accomplishment? You are the superior being. That ain't no That ain't no accomplishment. Look, again, I had put all kind of tr like non-lethal means down. That fucking mouse kept dodging that shit, and there was still evidence that he was running around just getting his life. So... I put lethal means down. It is the start is the start of the football team being up a kid in the school with Down syndrome an accomplishment if he got some oh, good God. licks in. No. You you the mouse is far inferior to you. You just did that's what you just did. That's not an accomplishment. That mouse was dodging traps. He was smart enough to do that. So 
I put some cheese in one of them little, and it was the traps I don't have to see his little body in. He just crawl in the hole and it snap on his ass and you just throw the whole thing away. Yeah, I give you some credit because I feel like a really, really smart rat probably still smarter than stupid humans. Probably. Like the dudes that I was talking about earlier, I feel yeah. like rats will probably run circles around them and just be eating cheese every day. Cheese and peanut butter every day. Gourmet meals because these dudes ain't smart enough to catch catch the rat. Rats be figuring out mazes and shit and science labs and shit. Mice, look, anyway, Horatio's dead and I'm happy about it. And I have my kitchen back. I had to sanitize everything, fucking mouse. All right. Well, that's how you feel about it. <laughs> but uh, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.